we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Hey, man, me and my wife were talking about it with Tanaisa. We were talking about it last night with them, just telling them how we look forward to Sundays. Like Sundays, we are excited. I don't want to go to a church where I'm not excited about going. If I'm not looking forward to it, I'm, I'm changing my membership. If ABC get whack, I'm going somewhere else. I'll let y'all know where I am. Amen. <laughs> no, I want to be, I want it to be good and exciting and a blessing. And I want the word to minister to me. I want the music good. I just want all the good things that ABC provide. Y'all, this church is bomb. You better know it. If you don't know it, you'll know it once you leave. Yeah, boy, every Sunday morning, bo, 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 bo. You might as well just keep watching the prices right. Amen. Adam, oh, thank God for my lovely mother. Ooh, mother. Oh, you're going to have to stand up today. Y'all, my mama's up here looking. You don't want to stand up? You don't want to see you? Okay. Uh, my mama looking hot. I'll be mad. Don't be mad because your mama ain't as cute. Don't get mad at me because your mama's not as cute. Amen. <laughs> she looking good over here, but you know, that's just first class. She just classy. And she could teach some of y'all how to be classy. Amen. Amen. Not wake up with, you know, wake up and go fix up and don't walk around the house looking, you know. Yeah dried all up all the time. I gotta drink a glass of water to talk to you because you, you're just so dry. Hey <laughs> man, but then when it's the gala, you you walk out the house and be like, okay, now who are you? The alarm went off. You broke in here. Oh, oh, you live here. Okay. Amen. But uh, yeah, they look look good sometimes. And men too. Right. Amen. You can't wear the same thing all week. Amen. Smelling like Funyuns. You can't do that. And then she don't never hug me. My wife don't hug me. Brother, you smell like a bag of Funyuns. You got to bathe and clean up too. Amen. I don't know why I'm saying that. Amen. But don't be amen and too loud next to your spouse. That's right. Fritos is my problem. Not Funyuns. Fritos. It's still in the Frito-Lay family. But it's Fritos. The feet. But amen. <laughs> Adamantbeliever.com forward slash perfect dot pdf. Perfect is used 28 times in the Bible as shalem, shalane, shalami. Which one is it? Shalane. Which one is it, Anne-Marie? Shalom, shalom. Okay, got to ask the Jew. We got a resident Jew over here. She speaks Jew and Jamaican. And can cook either one. <laughs> you made him speak in tongues, but spoke in tongues. Especially when you go to mixing the kosher with the, oh my God, I know. 
I eat it every Sunday morning. And thank God for Anne Marie. She cooks for me every Sunday morning. I walk in there and security and my son, all of them be just peeking through the door. What has she made this time? <laughs> That's why I have so much energy to just act a fool while I'm preaching. I'm getting kosher meals. Shalem. And it means, perfect means to complete. So when something is complete, it's perfect. Perfect also means safe in this context. When something is safe, it's perfect. Peaceful can mean perfect. Perfect is perfect. And whole is perfect, full. And at peace can all mean perfect biblically. Number one, complete, full, perfected. Number two, finished. All of these things is what perfect can mean. When it's finished, it's perfect. Safe or unharmed. And then peace of a covenant of peace in mind. And this last one, perfect. This is the one that the Bible uses the most. Perfect, complete of keeping covenant relations. No one is without error or failure. Everybody that is without error or failure, get up and leave. I said that because nobody's leaving. Amen. Because no one is without error or failure. That's why we got to be careful how we label our anger toward our parents or people and our upbringing and different things. Because if you harbor that anger or that hatred, you'll mess your own family up. Amen. You got to let, we talked about it last week. You got to let that go or it'll have an effect on you raising your family. Amen. When you get married, you better let go of any issues you have or you're going to take them out on your spouse. That's psychological. It's been proven. Okay? So you want to make sure that you're not taking out issues. If you're single, man, you better get all of this out or you'll never get married. Any resentment, anything you have in your heart against someone will keep you from finding anyone because you'll find fault in everybody. And God intended for you to subdue the earth, be married, have a family. That's what was intended for you. I don't have to get amens when I know I'm telling the truth. Perfection in the Bible does not mean that we are without sin. Yeah. Had a person tell me one time, the Bible said, be ye perfect, brother. You just keep messing up. It's like, you're not going to make it in. I said, well, I'm, I'm trying. Well, no, you already messed up too many times. Okay, how did that happen? What did you just say? I didn't understand that what we call perfection means flawless. But biblically, this is not what God was saying. You know how I know? Jesus wouldn't have died. <laughs> if perfection was attainable by us as humans, there'd be no need for the cross. Can I keep preaching? When the Bible referred to Noah as perfect, the writer was describing his DNA's integrity as whole or safe. Amen. Some folks been mingling their DNA in 2023. And your blood is not perfect. 
just like the days of Noah. As it was in the days of Noah, what's going to happen? So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was going on in Noah's day? They were mingling DNA, altering genes, injecting folks with stuff. Can I keep preaching? Genesis 6 and 9. Oh, no, no. Yeah. His DNA's integrity as whole or safe. So per- perfect in this passage, Genesis 6 and 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in what? His generations. And Noah walked with God. He was perfect in his generations, meaning that his DNA was safe or whole. Y'all still with me? Amen. God told Abram to walk uprightly and be perfect. How many of you know Abram wasn't perfect? Soon as his name was changed to Abraham and he started trying to have a child at 100, he went to editing stuff. His wife said, I'm 90. How old was she? 99. I'm 99. She was 100? 99. I'm 90. I'm 90. I can't have no baby, so go on in there with Hagar. He's like, okay. <laughs> she ain't 90. <laughs> Let me <laughs> but yeah, he <laughs> so Abram wasn't perfect. This is the father of everybody, father of all of us spiritually. But God said, walk up rightly and be perfect. This did not imply that Abram would never error. Of course it couldn't. It is saying, as a consequence of you walking up rightly, you will fulfill the covenant. There were false gods in Abraham's day. There were Nephilim in Abraham's day. And so God was telling him, keep your blood right. You can't afford to mingle your blood because in your blood is the seed of the woman. Genesis 17 and 1. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou what? Perfect. When Moses instructed the people to be perfect with the Lord, he was saying that they should not go after false gods or the customs of pagan nations, but be set apart from those behaviors. Deuteronomy 9 says, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. Abortion or burning them up in the hands of Molech, or that used divination, which was sorcery or pharmacia, or an absur- observer of times, which is your horoscope and when you were born and all of that, or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer, someone who talks to the dead. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out before thee. This is why I'm driving them out because of these abominations and I'm sending you in. 
Thou shalt be what? Perfect with the Lord thy God. What did perfect mean there? Means you're not going to do any of these things. Are you going to error? Sure you are. But don't do these things. That's what he was saying there. He's keeping the bloodline pure. Can I keep preaching? Yeah, perfect means a lot of different things. David said, it is God that makes our way perfect. Now, how can David say that? And David sometimes just wild out. Did he wild out? He wild out and killed folks. Committed adultery and then killed somebody to cover it up. He wild out. He did a lot of other stuff too. But that's the, that was the big one that everybody thinks about. So David said it is God that makes our way perfect. David made many errors but kept the blessing of the Lord on his life. Because he would do whatever God wanted done in the earth. Somebody, well how can God do that? Well you better hope God can do that. See that's what I don't understand Jay Bryant. Now, how would God use him after what he did? I hope he can. That brings hope for all of us. Amen. I ain't that kind of preacher. Amen. I'm looking for some grace and mercy. He was picked by God. A man after God's own heart, which really means God's heart's choice. It's God's heart's choice. So God chose this man. And is God Alpha and Omega beginning and end? So did he know already what David would do? And yet he was still his man in his heart. He failed many times, but he repented and stayed the course. This is perfect in God's eyes. Look at somebody say, stay the course. That's perfect in God's eyes. Acts 13 and 22 says, And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart. Why is he a man after mine own heart? Because he shall fulfill what? All my will. In spite of his errors, in spite of his flaws, he fulfilled everything God wanted him to do. That brings us hope. Amen. Especially when we did the fool. That brings us hope. When the Bible tells us to be perfect like God is perfect, it is saying that God is looking for a person whose heart is uncompromised toward him. A heart that will yield to him so he can show himself through them. We are human and we will error, but this does not forfeit our callings and purposes from God. Amen. Amen. How many of you beat your children or have beat them? I don't use the word whip because that's not in the Bible. How many of you beat your children? That's biblical. Beating is biblical. You beat them. Amen. You beat your children. Now, how many of y'all... Beat your child for something you did when you was young. (laughs) 
because you did it when you were young, does that make it so you don't have the authority to discipline the very same action? Man, I'm preaching it here. Yeah. No, man, I'm beating you because I did it. And I don't want you to do it. And I shouldn't have done it. Come here, let me beat you. Where's Jonathan? I need to whip him. You just go to beating him for that because you don't want him to do what you did. I was so bad in high school. I don't forget this. I was so bad in high school. I went to the office so many times. The vice principal was just fed up with seeing. He was one that popped. You know, our principals used to pop you with paddles. He had a paddle that was fiberglass with holes in it. So it will suck meat into the paddle. I think they banned that in a few states. So you probably haven't seen that before. And you would, they would tape up the handle so they wouldn't, it wouldn't slip. Tape the handle. And it had holes in it and just suck you in. Hey, you'd be walking around looking like cottage cheese for a few days. And man, I got in so much trouble, you know. I just always, and also one time we had done something. And the teacher was bringing me and some old guys in the office. And he was already mad at something. So he looked up, he saw me, he said, is that Lewis? And he brought me, yeah. He said, you ain't got to say nothing. He ran and got the pilot ran up to me. He didn't even ask me to bend over or nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm walking in the office and he just came and grabbed me and hit me and then calmed down. Okay, now what did he do? I could be innocent. But I wasn't. But I could have been. So we ended up becoming friends. <laughs> we became friends. And we were talking one time. I saw him in the hall or something. I said, oh, I almost said his name. I ain't going to say his name because he was all in the news for stuff he should have been popped for. <laughs> but I said, I, <laughs> I said, I said, man, I said, man, why'd you grab me that day like that? It just hit me. He said, because you was the littlest one. <laughs> should be fired and he was but not for that but yeah but man i used to get popped man they they, they need to bring that back but you that these kids will hit you back you gotta hey man you gotta have some taekwondo lessons to teach and discipline these kids we are humans and we will error but this does not forfeit our calling or purposes Second Chronicles says it like this. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. To what? Show himself strong in behalf of them who is them. Those whose heart is what? He's looking to show himself through people whose heart is perfect toward him. Uncompromising or yielded to him. Because of our history, we have picked up habits, issues, and character flaws that test our spiritual walk. Amen? Amen. God gives us what? 
sufficient grace to work through these challenges. Amen. Now, Paul is the man. Paul is the man. He's like the smartest guy in the Bible to me. But Paul said this in Romans 7 and 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth how many good things? No good thing. Paul, what? Paul? God would call a man who's in his flesh, dwelleth no good thing, to write most of the New Testament? He said, my flesh is just like your flesh. And it is no good thing. That's why you're on a sugar fast now. We're on this sugar fast. Because sugar makes us dumb. Amen. And it awakens that flesh. When you keep satisfying, satisfying your flesh, your flesh will keep needing to be satisfied. The more you give it, the more it needs. That's why you can't play with sin. Amen. It'll start out as a little bitty sin and then end up a sharknado sin. <laughs> a gargantuous one. So you don't play with it. No. He's saying, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. This is Paul saying this. So yes, Lord, that person made me mad. And the first person I thought of was you, Lord. But then when I thought about the devil, I decided to react his way. Look at somebody. Well, if you put it that way, I mean, I, yeah, that's what happened. Because the good in you, you wanted to do, but you was too mad to do it. The Bible said, be angry, but sin not. You be angry and not sin, but you know, I need to sin with this anger. You don't know what they did to me. And then after you do it, you want grace, want to repent, and then go tell them you're sorry. Well, who provides that? Jesus Christ provides that. Well, you should have listened to him at first, but because you're human, you may not have. So he's provided a way for everything to be okay. Amen. Now, if you get a gun and pow, shoot him, you can get forgiveness. God can forgive you and you can go to heaven. David killed somebody. But boy, you're going to be talking to us on the phone. How was the recording, Pastor? Well, you ain't gonna talk to me because I ain't coming. How was the recording, Deacon? That's a deacon's job. Go to jail. How was the recording, Julian? They always call Julian. <laughs> this number is for business purposes. They gonna call Julian. How was the recording? What everybody doing? <laughs> everybody is being free because everybody did. Nobody shot anybody but you. <laughs> There's consequences. So that's why we don't play with sin because there's grave consequences. Certain things you do, you can't just, oh, forgive me, Lord. Nah, you can't tell the judge, hey, I'm sentencing you to 15 years. Oh, forgive me, Lord. You forget, yes. And you still going. Can I keep preaching? Error can hinder us, humiliate us, 
and destroy our very self-image if we do not grow and mature from youthful errors and sins. Amen? So this message is not a license to sin because God is still going to use you. No. You're going to bring shame on yourself if you keep acting up. Amen? We all have fallen and will fail in some way again. But we must not continue in error or we will make our lives very hard. Most of the time, God just allows consequence to work sin out of you. Romans 6 and 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? So God has provided this grace to, 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 to forgive us. He's faithful and just to cleanse us from all sins. So he'll do it every time you sin. So do we continue in sin because we know he's going to do that? God forbid. That doesn't make any sense. That's what Paul is saying. It don't make any sense because how shall we that are dead to sin keep living in it? So if you got saved to die from sin, that means you can't keep living in it. So why would you keep living in it just because you think you can then you're not saved. If you keep living in it because you think you can, you're not saved. Those that are saved are those that know they can't keep living in it. We come to Jesus for a change. Not to stay the same. If you stay the same, you didn't come. There would be no need for Jesus Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection if we could live without error or failure. When Eve ate the fruit and opened the eyes of mankind to sin, it became inevitable that we would error. We must never feel we are without fault and be cautious about judging those that fail before us. Amen. Our kids need to know we're not perfect so that they can have a pathway to being like you. They think you perfect and they messed up, then they know they can't ever be you. And then we need to take our mouth off other people that's messing up. Amen. Before we mess up. Check yourself. Part 14, we... Everybody that said wreck yourself, come to the altar at part 14. I don't even know who sung it. Was that Rex and Effects? But we must (laughs) never feel we're without fault and be cautious about judging those that fail. 1 John 1 and 8, if we say we have no sin, then we're tricking ourselves. And the truth it's not in us. Human error is not a pass to live carelessly. Because those of us that truly love God will not do that. Amen. This is an understanding of how much we need Jesus and the prayers of others. I'm preaching this message so you will not only get Christ in the places in your life where you need him. But you'll also consider others. When you slamming them with your tongue. 
pulling them down and dogging them out and totally forgetting when you was a headache. Amen. Let me go over here. I can't get no love in this section. Amen. You remember when you was a headache? You don't remember ask your wife. She'll tell you. (laughs) She got it all written down. Every incident of her head hurting. (laughs) Yeah. When you was acting a fool. When you was Jezebel. And wouldn't do nothing he wanted. Think back to that. Amen. Quit talking about folks. Romans 6 and 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from dead works and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So what Paul is saying here is an answer to the other thing. In my flesh, I find no good thing. So you know what I got to do with my flesh? Yield it. I got to yield it. My flesh is going to do the wrong thing every time. So I have to yield my flesh to God. Summary. When we hear the phrase, love one another, we seldom take that to mean that we should pray others through their failure. That's love. If we're going to love one another, then when they get in trouble, we're supposed to be there. Not pointing the finger, not I told you so, I knew it would happen. No. Man, I cannot help you out of this. Because I've been there before. We should bear the weaknesses of others and help them through with prayer and not be overly critical. We must remember ourselves and our own issues that are in our lives before we try to attack and judge the failure of others. Amen. God wants us to love like he loves. He elected to call Noah, Moses, Abraham, David, Peter, and many others that were heir. He loved these men because they got his plan accomplished in the earth in spite of what? Their failures and issues. God called them and knew that he knew Jesus was coming. So he knew they would err. But he loved them because they got his plan accomplished. No matter how they erred, they kept with the covenant. Yeah. We all must finish the course of God and rise above our past in victory. No matter what was done to you or what you may have done, God is not finished with you. Amen. Amen. So walk uprightly and keep your heart what? Can you keep your heart perfect toward him? Keep your heart perfect toward him. That means his will is my desire. Amen. Psalm of David. Powerful Psalm 101. He says, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. And I will behave myself wisely in a what kind of way? Perfect. Who's who's singing this? David. Was David perfect? 
No, but he said, I'm going to behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Meaning, you may be going through something or struggling with something, but man, I'm going to speak that I'm coming out of it. And I'm going to keep saying I'm coming out of it until I come out of it. I'm going to defeat it. And I'm going to keep speaking victory until I see victory. Gonna give in and let the devil win. So he said, I'm gonna behave myself wise in the perfect way. Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a what? A perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A forward heart shall depart from me. Some of y'all need your forward heart to depart. He said, a fraud heart will depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Amen. Amen. Some of y'all got wicked friends. Amen. You got to break up with them. Amen. Clap on that. Yes, clap. You got to break up with wicked friends. How would you be friends with somebody that's going against God's plan? Somebody that don't respect God's plan. You better get over them abandonment issues. Amen. I say it all the time. Get off the island of misfit friends. One friend ain't got no uh, leg, no no arm, no head. You know, the little dogs in that, what was that? Rudolph landed on the island of misfit toys. Something was wrong with all the toys. And he was just happy. You got to get off this island, Rudolph. Amen. So quit picking up friends because you feel you just have to have friends. Let Jesus be your friend. You know, if you let Jesus be your friend, he'll bring godly friends around you. Some of y'all life is at a standstill because you parked next to the wrong person. In church. You know the wrong person can be in church. You know, some folks come to church just to mess church up. The devil called them. A forward heart shall depart from me and I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privately slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Who is that? The person that's talking about everybody. Privately. Man, now just keep this between me and you. If you got to say that to me, then we shouldn't be having this conversation. Oh, three hand claps on that. Now look, this is the worst one. You didn't hear this from me. What did it, who did I hear it from? Oh, I know. Satan. You right. You right. I'm not hearing it from you. The devil is talking. Whoever is privately slandering his neighbor, I'm going to cut him off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart, will not I suffer. Because God hates those things. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a what? A perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not what? Tarry. Tarry 
in my sight. Everyone stand to your feet. Let's be perfect before the Lord. Let's be perfect. Yeah, you do the best you can, but some things you just got to stop doing. Amen. Some folks, you got to get out your life. Amen. Some hindrances, you need the power of God to assist you in removing. So I want to pray with you today. If that's you, there's something in your life you know needs to go so you can be perfect before the Lord. Just come on up and I'm going to trust God with you. Yep. Tired of being angry. Tired of being upset. Tired of being in despair. Tired of just always messing up. Man, messing up is tiring. When you try to do good and you keep messing up, that's tiring. Well, that's something working against God's perfection in you. God wants to work that out. Amen. Oh, this message touched me. It blessed me. Because I... You know, I want God to be pleased with me and I want to be perfect. I had to look up these definitions and God, I'll see what God was talking about. God has assured me he's not finished with any of us in here. Any of us. Only the devil talks like that. Only the devil says it's over. God invested too much in us. Way too much in us. For it to be over. He gave his only begotten son. To be beaten. To be scorned. To be killed. All of that. He invested way too much. For it to be over. For us. It's not over. It's not over. Everyone bow your heads. Father God we just thank you Lord for this message. Thank you Father God for this word. Thank you Lord. For speaking to us. Thank you, Father God, for considering us perfect in ways, Father God, that we just feel like we don't deserve. We feel like maybe we've messed up. Maybe we've lost it. Maybe, Father God, you're sick of us. Maybe, you, but you're not a man. You don't think that way. You want us to fulfill our call in you. And so, Father, we thank you for giving us such wonderful grace such wonderful mercy and so many chances to get it right thank you lord for forgiveness of sin thank you father god for allowing us to come to you in the time of need and father right now we all need you we all need you there are hills that we can't get over there are mountains in our way father god there are things in our minds that the enemy sowed in there that's keeping us, Father God, from experiencing you the way we should. So we ask right now that you would free us, Lord. Free us, God. Free us, Father God, from the negative opinions, from the hateful opinions. Free us from the word curses, from the negative things that were spoken on us. Free us from it, Father God. Help us, Lord, to walk knowing that you're walking with us. And knowing that you consider us perfect if we keep your covenant. So God, we come before you right now asking you, free our minds. 
free our hearts and remove every obstacle that keeps us from knowing that you are with us in the name of Jesus. Help us to forgive our mothers, our fathers, things we may have spoken and said, feelings in our hearts. Father God, things we've told other people, whatever we did, Father God, take that curse off our lives. The curse of speaking evil of our mother and father and help us to honor them from this day forward in the name of Jesus. And Father, we're going to praise you, give you glory and honor and live for you the best to our ability in this last day in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did the message minister to you? Listen. Listen now. You know, of course, we have to work on things in preparation for the return of Jesus Christ. We're not afraid about, you know, wars and rumors of war and all the different things. But what we should be afraid of is being out of line. That should be more scary than what Israel and Palestine got going on. Being out of line with God. Walking in a way contrary to him. So those are things we have to lock up and secure in this time. That's my end time message for you. If you was waiting on me to say something about Israel and all that, here's my end time message. Walk right. Amen. Amen. Don't stumble. Don't trip. Don't fall to the left or the right. Don't let the enemy get you. And two minutes is on the clock. Two minute warning. Don't let the enemy get you in this hour. Walk uprightly. Amen. Amen. Hug somebody and say, I'm going to walk right. Hug somebody and say, I'm going to be perfect before the Lord. Perfect before the Lord. Hallelujah. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.